1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. Grab your family, a date, or friends and get yourself reacquainted with the movies today because the big screen is back. Get your tickets today to see Candyman and other great blockbusters at MarcusTheaters.com. There's something for everyone at Marcus Theaters. Ladies and gentlemen, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. How are you? We're good. It's going to be a great day today. It's going to be humid tomorrow. Steamy tomorrow. Well, here too, but, you know, when it's when it's December and you're complaining, remember heat and humidity is not so bad. All right. Yesterday, Brittany gets what she wanted. In kind of. Co- all right. Kind of, but immediately kind of. she reposted her topless pictures saying if you don't, Get it, F you, or something like that. And she explained that she reposted them because the first topless pictures were a little blurry, she said. Right. So. Wouldn't want, wouldn't want, that, wouldn't want that to be the case. <laughs> Man, she got out of the corral and ran right into traffic. <laughs> well, she's not out of the corral yet. Um, basically, what happened this week is Jamie Spears, her dad, waved the white flag. He filed a motion to end the conservatorship that he has helmed for 13 years, you know, did that in Los Angeles Superior Court. That doesn't end the conservatorship. You know, they're still going to court later this month for the judge, basically for the judge to hear a motion to remove him. So he's removing himself. Question becomes, will Brittany and her attorney change their pleading and ask to end the conservatorship, or will they go ahead with the plan, which was to appoint a new conservator? Um, nobody's quite sure, and the attorney's not saying. You know, they're they're reveling in a little bit of victory, although Brittany's attorney is continuing to rattle the sabers and say that we are still going to pursue our allegations of financial, you know, impropriety against Jamie Spears, against the dad, and and abusive behavior as the conservator. You know, a lot of people feel like Jamie Spears made this move to try to get out of all the other accusations, but will, in fact, you know, still have to face that music, maybe. You know, there's a lot of, there's still a lot of time between now and the next time they're back in court. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, it was, it was never, nonetheless, a big move that Jamie Spears is filing. What happened to the $2 million? Well, that's what, what ha- what's happening to the $2 million. We don't know. Um, he's not asking for it, apparently, after they outed him for asking for it. <laughs> So he's he's offering basically here to walk away seemingly unconditionally. Or are there back channel discussions going on? Maybe. You know, so we'll, we'll you know, more more will be known, you know, maybe even as soon as next week. This, you know, things seem to change be changing very quickly right now. All right. The only thing my my eye is drawn to is uh David Crosby slams Neil Young and Graham Nash. Now, David Crosby is probably David Crosby's worst enemy, right? Usually, yeah. Or biggest problem, whatever you want to call it. What do you do this time? Well, now he did an interview in England, you know, where they asked him about his current relationships with his former bandmates. And in it, he said only he, he and Stephen Stills are the only ones on good terms. You know, he addressed Neil Young first. And he did acknowledge that Neil actually has a legitimate beef with me, David Crosby, that Crosby, you know, did say bad things about his girlfriend. Nevertheless, uh, he went on to call Neil the most self-centered, self-obsessed, selfish person. I know he only thinks about Neil, period. 
that's the only person he considers and even says in a political arena, Neil Young's not about the politics. He's about Neil. He's Neil being Neil. And, you know, he's self-centered, self-possessed, selfish, you know, but that whole thing. How did those thing. guys ever even record together? No. How, how in the world did they ever get it done? They got it done because, you know, they. I, think, I do think there was a part of them that liked making music together and got off on what they were able to accomplish. Graham Nash uh, still had a problem with the Deja Vu album because he said, Neil never came in. We were never no. in the recording studio together. And he goes, right. yeah, I, I took that personally. Yeah, Neil did his thing because Graham was the guy who had to be arm wrestled into having Neil join the band in the first place. He didn't want it, but Ahmed Erdogan, you know, the famous Atlantic Records chief, you know, kind of prevailed on him to at least meet and sit down and talk to Neil, and Neil charmed Graham. But, you know, you know, Graham has always vacillated. Graham knows how to talk out of both sides of his mouth. You know, he has vacillated between, I'll follow Neil, whatever he wants to do, Neil knows best, to saying stuff like that. Okay, so we know what he said. We know what David Crosby said about Neil Young. What did he say about Graham Nash this time he around? He basically said he and he and Graham are probably on the permanent outs, and he said, you know, that Graham has always given the impression of looking after me, but apparently that was all just trying to keep the money coming in, but there you go. We haven't talked for a couple of years, and I'm not going to talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. He's not happy. I'm not happy with him at all. And then he says that's kind of ancient history, and, uh, you know, that's that's that. So you know, change from the guy I thought was my best friend to a guy that is my, definitely my, my, enemy. my enemy. Yes. What? That's what he said. Yes, wow, he that said. is quite a quite a statement right there. He oh, is yeah. he's my enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and Graham has said much the same. Not in the, he hasn't called David Crosby his enemy, but he has based he has said that Crosby has done things that Graham can no longer forgive, and so he he's out of Crosby's life. Crosby's out of his life. This will make the inevitable reunion that much more fun to talk about. <laughs> so you're calling you're calling it right now. There will be a reunion. You know, I don't know. I, uh, on this one, I really don't know. This is this is a level of uh, you know of animosity and acrimony that we haven't seen from these guys. Well, before. it's two old dudes who have been together for. 50 years? Yeah, more more than 50 years. So, yeah, you know, a couple crotchety old guys, an old married couple, maybe, you know, or maybe they just do. Maybe they just are ready to be done with each other. Crosby has been in probably the most creatively prolific period of his life. It's something like five albums in the last seven years, and they're all pretty good. So maybe this is, you know, he doesn't need to worry about the... The SNNY. Maybe that's where he is. I'm just now, it's it's over. I'm not worried about it. But like you said, I can't wait for the reunion. They're all like 80, aren't they? They're in their 70s. Okay. Yeah, if we can stay in the bitchy part of our uh, list yes. uh, today, we should talk about Lindsey Buckingham, Stevie Nicks, Stevie Nicks, and now Irving Azoff entering the fray about Fleetwood Mac and Lindsey's dismissal from the said band. So basically what happened is Lindsey did an interview with the Los Angeles Times where they pressed him about you know his dismissal from the band. And he, you know, he said, you know, he... He didn't speak kindly of of anybody. He he and he basically laid it all on Stevie and Irving, and he said, you know, Stevie had problems with him, and uh, you know, basically made it about about me or or her, you know. Boy, the he worst thing you can like, do for a friendship is being a band with somebody. It seems like I know, 
I know. So he said it's kind of like, you know, kind of like, you know, saying to the Rolling Stones, you can have Mick or you can have Keith, but you can't have both. And you don't do that. You shouldn't do that. Uh, Stevie very quickly fired back uh, with a post that just calls Lindsay's version of the facts, quote, factually incorrect. And what she did say, and this is her first comment about this since it happened, and what she did say is she had actually quit Fleetwood Mac because she didn't want to work with Lindsey Buckingham anymore. And the rest of the band and management were like, no, 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 no. You know, we'll fire Lindsey. Wait, what year are we talking about here? A we're couple years about, ago? We're talking about 18? Okay, because she wanted out of the band. to be. A, she, wanted to, she wanted to hook up with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. That's where she wanted point, to go that years was, that ago. Was back, yeah, that was yeah. back in the, in the 80s, you know, when that happened. But no, she uh, she said that she... She left the band, but after a, a lengthy, what she called a lengthy group discussion, that the you know the band chose instead to fire Lindsay and keep her in the band. Meanwhile, Irving Azoff, the manager, in his first comments about it, just basically says that uh, you know he he says he, well, I liked how he started. He said I've, I have historically declined comment on artists, but in the case of Lindsay Buckingham, I will make an exception. Oh. And he says he understands it's challenging for Lindsay to accept her own role in these matters. You know, the fact is that, you know, this was a Fleetwood Mac choice. You know, Irving doesn't put it on himself. He said this was a band choice. And, you know, Lindsay, had, Lindsay has to recognize that. So, you know, so it goes on, I guess, is the best way to say so, it. So, again, when will the Fleetwood Mac reunion happen? Probably with once you can safely put a, a band like that on the road again. So it could be 22, could be 23, possibly without Stevie. Possibly it'll be Lindsay, Christine, and whoever else. It's going to be tough to do Dreams and Rhiannon without Stevie in the it band. It will be. It will be. And those are, so, those are songs know. people want to hear. Fleetwood Mac, is, Fleetwood Mac is one of those bands that when you look up in the dictionary of cliches under Never Say Never, they're they're one of the first entries in the, in that you know in that dictionary. Vince Neil was uh, in <laughs> town last weekend at Summerfest because right. we had we had people here go see him and and the question was how's he doing with the weight loss and everybody just said he's still kind of chunky. Yeah, well he's trying. He's apparently trying to fix that. He is now using MSculpt NEO which is a workout, you know, workout regimen that, that it, and, and a device that emits radio frequency and high-intensity electromagnetic energy to reduce fat and encourage muscle growth in okay. less than four minutes, not completely. It's the four-minute treatment. So he's basically turning to that to help him primarily to get ready for the stadium tour next year with Def Leppard. Has he changed his diet or gotten a trainer or he a nutritionist? Says he, he says he is. Well, this, uh, this M-Sculpt Neo is the trainer. You know, mm. that's, that's the program he's I can using. sit on the couch and lose weight and look like a million bucks. Well, no, you have to exercise with it. This is something okay. that you kind of you plug in, and while you're exercising, it does, it does the heart, some of the heavy lifting for you. In terms of reducing. And why does Vince Neal have to lose weight? Elvis never worried about that. He just got bigger jumpsuits. People loved it. And he, Elvis lived to be He 42. did, but Elvis, if you, listened, if you listened to Elvis recordings in 77, and yes, you're right about that, um, but if you listened to Elvis recordings in 77, he could still sing. And we've heard, we've heard evidence that Vince 
either can't or has not been able to. Uh, we we were told that uh, his two back his uh, uh, background singers. I don't even know if they're background singers. Really do a good job of carrying the load during the yeah, show, though. That, that ha- I've seen a number of a- of artists over the years who have who have done that. You know, they've had their, you know, three or four back backup singers. You know, again doing that heavy lifting. Ozzy Osbourne for a time had Bob Daisley sing off stage, singing co lead vocals, and at the board, depending on Ozzy how Ozzy was sounding on a given night, you know, they'd mix the two guys up or down depending wow. on what they needed. Didn't Jeff Lynn get sued for that ELO? Well, that they and, got sued for using tape. Okay. All right. Uh, Phil Collins will be doing the singing when Genesis hits the road, but he won't be doing any drumming. Correct. Correct. He has. He did an interview with the BBC, I believe, just uh, yesterday, where he talked. You know, he talked about what shape he's in, and he said he had hoped to uh, do some drumming. You know, and join, of course, join join Son Nick. You know, drumming, drumming in the band, but that over, uh, you know, as they've been preparing for the tours, his, uh, you know, his nerve damage just isn't going to allow him to do it. He pointed to his left hand and said he can't even, uh, he can't even hold a stick in that hand anymore. So, how is his voice? The voice is okay. I mean, I saw him a couple of times on his last solo tours and thought he sounded really, really good. And Nick, the son, is a really, really good drummer. So, so it it'll work. It'll be a good show. Gene Simmons uh, is a show must go on guy. He is, but you know, of course, he contracted COVID along with uh, with Paul Stanley, and uh, they had to knock off the tour. And now uh, they're they're back. Actually, to, uh, last night they were back on the road after a ten day break. And you know, Gene is posting on Twitter, you know, answering questions because I guess a lot of you know, a lot of people, a lot of his Twitter Twitter followers got on his case saying, hey, look, you got the vaccination and you still got COVID. But, you know, he Gene actually did a reasoned response saying that the vaccination does protect you 95%. And even if you do get that rare breakthrough case, it'll largely keep you out of the hospital, keep it from becoming serious. So, you know, they both apparently he and Paul are both tested negative and they're they're back on the road and they've rescheduled dates for, uh, you know, for October, uh, the postponed dates. And uh, they'll be back. It would seem like it would take a little time just to sort of build up your your lungs again. Yeah, I think, it, I think it depends. Yeah, it depends how serious a case you had. Paul, uh, Paul was hitting the bike, uh, the the bike bike right right away. Yeah. After the, uh, you know, after the, you know, after he he recovered enough to do it, so that cleared his lungs. Uh, we should mention, by the way, the I did him. The Milwaukee date is going to be in 2022. They haven't set an exact date yet, but it'll be on the 2022 leg. Well, Paul and Gene are old school. This is a business. This is their business, oh, yeah. and they it's are going to and they are going to keep the business open. And they, you know, and listen, they, they, they stay in pretty good shape, too. They be partly because they understand the business, as you say, needs them to stay in shape. Yeah. The Brett Michael, or not Brett Michaels, uh, Vince Neal is one of those guys who was like, mm, maybe I should have taken the kiss route. Yeah, you know, the, <laughs> not, not, you know, maybe stayed away from the Doritos. Uh, the Pussycat Dolls thing. They're suing the only Pussycat Doll I can name. Who is the, who basically is the only Pussycat doll? So apparently there was going to be a reunion tour this year, and Nicole Scherzinger, who is the Pussycat doll, formed the group. Is as you say the only one most people can name was going to do the tour, et cetera, et cetera. 
Um, now she's being sued for trying to change the condi- backing out and then trying to change the conditions of the tour after it was postponed. So Nicole now wants, she was going to get a 49% stake in the Pussycat Doll. She now wants it to be 75%. Ooh. <laughs> and so well, she's being. She's if, being you know what? You know what they say, Gary? You won't get it if you don't ask. If you don't ask for it. So she's being sued by Robin Anton, who's the choreographer, who actually was the person who put the chore- the Pussycat Dolls together. She got Nicole in the group, and Nicole became the star. How so, many Pussycat Dolls are there? It's kind of a big... I think at any given time, five. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe more. She wants 75. I, so they would... She wants seven. Yeah. Because Josie only had two Pussycats. Right. <laughs> and her band. But I bet, jo- I bet Josie had more than, you know, 33 and a third percent of the band. <laughs> well, right. Well, we'll it never, just we'll seems just like never a, know because like, she's so close-lipped. Like quite a grab if you're in a five or maybe even a six-person it, it does group. seem like it. So you know, you know what she really wants is she wants 51%. Mm. She wants the stake. You know, okay. She wants to run it. So this is how you do it. You sue for a lot more, and you settle for what you really want. This is really nothing new in bands when they get back together, right? Because Glenn Fry said they made it very clear that he and Henley were going to make more than the rest of the guys in the band when the Eagles got back together. Right. And, you know, a lot of the Pink Floyd issues have been over, you know, controlling interest in the band. And you see that a lot. You see that in Kiss, for that matter, you know, Gene and Paul. They, you know, they have they have gained control of the band as a duo over the years. You know, especially after key members left. Yeah, so it's it's really not a new story. It's just a, a, the next band. Yeah, and it's fun. Every time uh, it comes up, it's fun to talk about. I think that must you know, happen. Journey, you're, Journey you're, just went through that too. You're all equal bandmates uh, early on. Oh yeah, uh, one guy brother. writes, one guy has the drum kit, someone else <laughs> drives the van. It's a right. brother. It's a brotherhood. Right. Until, until it's not, well, brothers fight, right? Yeah, no, well, no, no one that van driving isn't so important anymore. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Hey, you're uh, you're getting uh, 6% of yeah, what we right. make now. But I, but I drive the van. Yeah, right. Yeah. We can hire yeah, a driver we, cheaper we than their 6%. Right. All right, what are we going to finish with, Gary? Uh, we'll finish with something, actually, that was just announced. We're going to get a new Eric Clapton album uh, this fall. It is, it's uh, something he recorded uh, during during lockdown, and in fact, it is called the Lady in the Balcony lockdown sessions. And the title comes from these this was this, these were live recordings made in the English countryside for only Clapton with only and his Clapton and his band members and Clapton's wife in attendance. So she was the lady in the balcony. And it's gonna be a combination um acoustic style there will be some electric guitar, but there are acoustic kind of arrangements of some blues and country standards, as well as Clapton favorites like After Midnight, Layla, Bell Bottom Blues, Tears in Heaven, Key to the Highway, a couple others. So this is going to come out November 12th, and could be a cool thing. You know, Clapton Unplugged. Was, Have you heard it yet? Was No, I mean, they just announced okay. it Okay, all right. So, yeah, yeah the, musicians, the musicians were out there, basically, to rehearse for shows that were postponed. How are Eric's hands? He was having some trouble. Yeah, I think they're a little better now. They learned how to treat him better. And if he's not, you know, touring like he used to, he's not, he's not wearing them out. I had an interesting conversation with Rick Wakeman yesterday, who is apparently, you know, he, he thinks he has, um, he said, three years left in his hands, probably. And then it's, he's not going to be able to go out and tour anymore. 
any of us could say that. I think I only have three years left in my hands, right? Well, except if you're if you're somebody like a musician who makes his living playing a piano or playing the guitar, that that's serious. He was the cream of the crop at one time. And I see what you did there, very very well. Oh, uh, I didn't. I wasn't even on purpose. He was in the band. Uh, yeah. See, this is where this yeah. is where you just say yes, I did. Yes, I to do that. Yes, I did. All right, Gary, we're out of time. All right, you guys have a great weekend. All right, Gary. Have a good opening NFL weekend. Uh, who do the Lions get yeah. this weekend? The Lions are playing the 49ers. Okay. And your real football team, the one you really love, the Steelers, just signed T.J. Watt yesterday to the biggest contract. For a, for a, bunch, of, for a bunch of money. Yeah, biggest defensive contract ever in the NFL. Yep. It's good to be T.J. Watt today. It is. It absolutely is. He all right, Gary. all of us out for dinner. <laughs> all right, Gary. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Take care. Music expert Gary Graff.